Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the 1106 of the Second Photography Podcast. In this episode I talk about um, an unfortunate mishap I had with one of my cameras and what I did to sort it out and what I'm going to do better next time because I, I think I could do better really. So some time ago in, in my household I did some tidying up and, and as a family we did some tidying up and part of it was just moving things out of the way, collecting things, moving them out of the way, doing some reshaping, moving some things around doing a bit of work and essentially it meant that quite a lot of my things got put into my outside um, office so I've got a a sort of office space outside and I put stuff in there from time to time and and it serves its purpose really well it's somewhere where I can do photography it's somewhere where I can store a bit of stuff if I need to and on this occasion I, I just put a load of random stuff in there some of that was camera kit now I wasn't worried about it because it while it is outside it it is secure and it doesn't leak or anything so you know there's no weather problems so I actually put my 5d classic and and I've been meaning to talk about my 5d mark 1 my Canon 5d mark 1 for some time because it it's a phenomenal camera that I still use to this day it's a really good DSLR and there's been quite a lot of things on sort of YouTube about Canon 5d1 it's a great value camera Canon 5d1 is it still worth it well I'd actually thought oh I should probably um, give my opinion of it as someone who uses it but I couldn't find it and then I remembered ah it's in the outside office and I went I needed something else from there so I went out there to get it and I saw that some of the boxes were wet now of course I put some of the stuff in sort of Amazon boxes and cardboard boxes and move it out and I found that some of them were wet and I was quite oh god I was quite alarmed have I got a leak and I searched around I couldn't find any other evidence of a leak I'd actually put some moisture absorbers in some of the boxes now and I think what had happened because they've been in there for some time the moisture absorbers had absorbed moisture from the atmosphere and become saturated and they kept absorbing as they become saturated and then water just sort of leached out of them the cardboard boxes absorbed the moisture and that's that explained why they were wet and also explained why they didn't dry off as well because they've got that moisture absorbing chemical with them so it's it's not going to evaporate either in the same box as my Canon 5D so some strange things had happened. I have um, Peak Design clips that I put on to all my cameras. So they're really easy to fit on a DSLR. You just sort of loop them around. And it means you can use Peak Design camera straps. And it means you can quickly swap one from the other. I have a Black Rapid strap. But I actually found when I put that on my 5D, it, it fell off. Well, my 5D fell off. And it cracked part of the casing. It's not a, it's not a bad crack and it's not the end of the world. But I thought, oh, I don't really want to use my my black rapid anymore so for those of you who don't know a black rapid strap just screws in the bottom it's got a quarter inch 20 tripod mount and you just wind it into your camera like, like you would a tripod mount but it fell off and I sort of lost a bit of confidence in my black rapid strap particularly for a heavier camera so I've been using peak design straps now the first sort of casualty of this moisture absorber leaching water was one of the peak design straps became furry with sort of this horrible silt and it was wet so I had to remove that and I could tell where the stuff had leached onto my camera because I had these holes that had formed in the plastic so thankfully the camera still works but I was slightly alarmed and I suppose it is testament to how good and rugged a Canon DSLR can be particularly one of their pro lines so I actually thought that the Canon 5D was a magnesium alloy body now at the top I think it is metal and that would explain the sort of reaction we had had so some of it 
is plastic and some of it is metal from what I can see. The top part certainly seems metal. So that was the bit that cracked when it got dropped and it's got a small crack on it. The camera's not weather sealed anyway, so it's not the, you know, having a crack there isn't the end of the world. It's never really limited performance. But I found that I had these two holes that I hadn't seen before and they went quite deep. So I suspect that the, the, the chemical that absorbs water is when it becomes saturated becomes fairly acidic that wouldn't surprise me and maybe there are already sort of small chinks um, or the paint had come off but I found these big holes in the top right hand corner just above where you put the compact flash card oh no so the way I solved this was I first of all took the battery case off and I don't know if everyone knows this but with Canon DSLRs you can take well the 5D I can't speak for all of them you can actually take the battery the battery holder off I'm just fiddling with it as I'm talking about it if you heard some clicking so you can open it up and there's a small pin you can pull that back and you can completely take the battery cover off and the reason you do that is you can then put a battery grip in so you can easily slide a battery grip in there's a storage compartment where you store the um, battery battery flap we'll call it on the battery grip so i took that out i took the battery out i actually and i also took off the the bit where you put the lens when you don't have a lens i i, I have no idea what that's called but i took that off and i gave i, I left it for about four hours just to give it time to dry out I also used a wet cloth and I wiped over the affected area and I just let it dry out. The next thing I did was I just got some super glue. I did a bit of research in that four hours about what best to use. And as I thought it was plastic, I wasn't sure it was plastic or metal. I just, in the end, went with using some super glue. Now, if this was a lens, I really wouldn't want to use super glue because super glue gives off fumes. I think we've all seen on TV the police getting fingerprints by putting something in a sort of airtight container and something being evaporated well that's actually solvent from super glue and you obviously don't want that to get on your lens but i didn't have a lens attached and it wasn't near where the lens goes and it wasn't it was and it was on the outside so i was quite happy just to use super glue so let's put some some super glue in to these holes and i left it and i left it overnight if you anyone has ever used super glue then you you can stick your hands together and this troubled me because obviously this is it's very near where my hand goes and I didn't want to be picking the camera up and forever stuck to it so the next day I just lightly touched it and actually my finger stuck to where I'd had the super glue but it didn't stick permanently and it wasn't a problem so I left it a few more hours after the overnight my camera works and these holes are filled in it doesn't look particularly pretty it doesn't look particularly professional but it's done the job it's stopped the hole getting any bigger it offers some protection and it means water and moisture etc aren't going to get in it's no it's not by any means perfect and who knows it may fall out someday i've got my 5d it still works but maybe you might be thinking i was careless and to a certain extent i would agree i had put a load of stuff out in my office and i i'd forgotten about it it happens i hadn't been shooting and little bits of photography I've been doing, I've been doing with specific cameras for specific reasons. And my 5D hadn't really factored into it. But it did remind me how easy it is to damage equipment. And I was lucky that I noticed it. Because had I left it any longer, who knows, the electronic components might have become damaged. 
and it might have just become damaged beyond beyond sensible repair so i'm sure you can get your 5d fixed and certainly i know things about the shutter going and replacing them but obviously the 5d classic isn't made anymore it's probably if it did have a problem it's touch and go whether to get it fixed because it might cost more than than the camera's worth to get it fixed but it is a real tank so i think you can probably get a 5d a canon 5d mark one for about 300 pounds now i think i paid a probably about 500 pounds many years ago for it. I bought it used. I wasn't particularly bothered about the shutter count. And I was moving up from a Canon APS-C DSLR. So I had the 550D and primarily I got that because I was quite, I was more keen on video at the time than photography. When I became more serious about photography, there was a certain thing lacking. Low light performance wasn't very good for the Canon 550D. I used flash, but I didn't use flash all the time. I wanted a better body, but I, I was a bit mean. I didn't want to spend um, all the money. So I got a full frame 5D Mark One used and it was a solid investment. The camera is considerably heavier. It is considerably bigger than the 550D, but it is tougher. Something that you get with it is you get a little joystick on the back, which is useful for moving AF points. You get a second jog wheel, which is useful you get a nice switch now that really doesn't sound much in terms of usage and it's not it's three things it's not difficult to hold down the AV button and use the jog dial because I've got that on my other cameras but you've got one dial that does shutter speed if you want to change the aperture you've got to hold down a button or vice versa it's not difficult but having two of them does mean make it easy you've got one for shutter speed you've got one for aperture and it does make it ever so slightly quicker. It doesn't break the bank pressing the AV button. It just makes it slightly quicker. And also the way you hold it, you just move your thumb down and you move it. And then your thumb can quickly get to the joystick as well. Also got a full coverage pentaprism, which again is, it's a minor thing. I don't think these are big showstoppers. What is the big showstopper for the camera? And there's something that's really big and there's something that's really small. Let's talk about the thing that's really small first that you'd be surprised at. I really like the top LCD screen that shows you your camera settings and there's even a button to press that illuminates it. So setting things like ISO, AF points, white balance, exposure compensation for flash, metering mode is much quicker to do on the 5D than it is on an APS-C camera, even one with um, a touch interface. And the reason being is it's just a press of the button and a move of the jog dial and you can even do it at night time easily because you just illuminate the top panel and so if you've got your camera in your hand you just look down at the top panel you don't need to look at the back of the screen the LCD screen you just look at this top LCD screen and I know Canon has been um, had jibes made it for this sort of 1980s Casio watch LCD screen but I think they're great so you'll get them on the double digit DSLRs like the 80D, the 77D, the 70D, the 50D. You don't get them on the triple digit cameras like the 200D, the 550D, and you get them on the single digit camera like the 5D, the 7D, the 6D, the 1D. I think they're really useful. I think they should stay. And I know on the EOS R, it, you've now got that, but it's more, it's more modern. It's not really that sort of LCD. That for me, drastically speeds things up and makes things easier. The other benefit of the camera is 
you've got a full frame sensor and i think APS-C sensors have come along and full frame sensors have come along i can shoot at, at the highest iso and be happy with the quality of the images natively it goes up to iso 1600 and then you can expand that to 3200 now that's not a great deal these days for a camera that came out some time ago it is a big deal but at those high isos i'm happy with the images i get on the 550d i really don't want to go above 800 and really sort of 400 is my limit which means you are slightly stuck i mean i could go to 800 i could go higher but the image quality really deteriorates it's not very good so the canon 5d came out in around 2005 so we're looking at a 13 year old camera it's 12 megapixels and at the time that high iso performance that low light capability 12 megapixels was outstanding it was a class leader but I'm still happy with it. I was happy with it many years ago when I bought it. I didn't buy it in 2005. Probably bought it 2011 time. I bought it a long time ago. And I've always been happy with it. I'm still happy with it. And recently I got the Canon 200D for video work. And I found that actually I, I like using I like using that as a camera as well. But it's not quite as good as the 5D in terms of its aesthetics and, and the image it produces. I am more than happy with 12 megapixels. 12 megapixels is not a problem for me. I've noticed when I'm using the 200D, things are a little slower in Lightroom. More space is used up because I'm I'm creating larger RAW files. It's not the end of the world. It's not a problem. I'm happy with 12 and really I don't need to go over 12. The Canon 5D is just a really simple camera. It's easy to use. If I've ever let anyone use it, they pick up using it really easily. It's it's simple. You can see your settings two wheels to control everything buttons to everything else it's got nine autofocus points in that classic diamond so you don't get autofocus edge to edge like you do with more modern cameras but again it's not a problem and it's just good using a compact flash card isn't the end of the world now i've actually got an adapter that allows you to put an sd card into a compact flash and so i can put an sd card in which i've got loads of i can then hook it up to my phone if i want to and i can upload images to my phone and from there anywhere really because sd cards are so universal now that it's fine to shoot with an sd card the only problem i had with an sd card was when i had an iFi card i put it in compact flash holder and i formatted it in camera basically broke my iFi sd card sailor v i've learned that lesson and i won't be doing that again so the point of this podcast episode is talking about my beloved canon 5d the mishap i had and the repair i did and touch wood everything's working fine i'm, I'm going to take it out this weekend and, and try and do a bit of street photography with it normally i i wouldn't do street photography with a dslr but i think i'm going to take the 5d out just because i want to give it a run and i want to put it through its paces and check everything is working on it so i'd normally take a compact i might just take the 5d but it, it's, it's a great camera should you get it should you get it for 300 pounds i would say yes there'd be a lot of people who say no get get a better one if you're purely focused on photography you want something that's strong i i say get it you could get it you could take five shots and it could break that's the risk you take with an old camera used but if you buy it from somewhere reputable, you should have a six month, 12 month guarantee. If you buy it on eBay, not so much. You always run the risk with an old camera that that's going to happen. And like I said, it's 13 years old, so it is a very old camera, but it is a very good camera. It's simple. It's no, no fussing. 
and it's the easiest way to get into digital full frame. I, I'm going to change that. It's the cheapest and easiest way to get into digital full frame. I use it with flash quite a lot. I'm happy. It nails focus. I'm pretty good. I have no complaints. And it's good for low light. Obviously, if you already have a full frame DSLR, it's probably not worth considering. It has one card slot, so many people will think they won't want to use it professionally. And with the more modern sensors, it's probably not so much of a step up from an APS-C as it was for me. It was a big step up from the Canon 550D. You might say, well, why didn't you sell your 550D at the time? I kept my 550D because I wanted it for video. That's why I bought it. So I kept it for video. I was thinking when I bought the 200D, oh, I should probably sell the 550D. What I would get back for the 550D was so low, I might as well keep it as a backup camera or use it occasionally. You know, I think I would have got 100 quid for it. Sentimentally, I don't want to give it away for 100 pounds. I want to keep it. So I've got myself three Canon DSLRs of varying sort of quality and I use them for different things. So purely for dog fee, mainly for portraits my canon 5d comes out so don't forget you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash 160 spp and while i haven't been on twitter much recently you can find me on twitter as well and i do i, I took a break for christmas but hopefully i'm back it is difficult to get back into it after taking a break and the break was much needed and I certainly enjoyed taking a break from the podcast over the Christmas period. But hopefully I'm back now. See you later.